Hello and listen, listen. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me today is Blaine and Josh. How's it going? Right, come on, come on, Blaine. You were you were clearly said first. Right, come on. No, what one day? One day. Well, to be fair, I fucking put that down. But (laughs) one day we'll get it right. I thought that was fine. He's obviously not a listener. Oh, Blaine. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not a listener. I was just saying, Blaine didn't know what to do. He didn't know he should be saying hello first. Oh yeah, I don't know. I know. You obviously didn't mm-hmm. listen to some of the uh, other episodes. I thought you took seniority. No, no, it's it's <laughs> it's name uh, position you were introduced. Yeah, Josh, you're meant to take rank. Okay. Right, that he did seem seniority. It's like when James Miller comes on, Virgil van Dijk has to stroll on over and give him that captain's armband. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, if we just not mentioned it, Dave could have edited the silence out. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I do editing? No. Yeah, exactly. I didn't when it was my job, so... Yeah, I just cut, I just cut off like the, the little bit of bollocks we talked to before and after. And, uh... well, this is pretty much counting as bollocks, so... Well, I mean, you could probably consider everything we say is bollocks, to be fair. Um, so, this week, we were hoping it wouldn't be another sad red podcast. Unfortunately, it is going to be another sad red podcast. Unless anybody can find any positives from that performance against Wolves. Um, nope. No, no, play, no. I quite like the fact that the goal got disallowed until we had to play a replay. But other than that, no. Oh, I mean, we can start on the disallowed goal because fuck me, how dramatic are people being about that? <laughs> I mean, in the ground, I was a bit confused as to why. Oh, I thought it was ground. definitely a goal on the ground. Like, yeah. When they got disallowed, as soon as they got disallowed, I said that that's that's going to be overturned. I think everyone but, watched it on telly did as well. So who was it playing to one side? Was it the person closest to the camera? It was the corner taker coming back and Trent plays him on at the back post. Yeah, that's that, yes, that's what I thought. But the linesman obviously thinks he's offside and not being played on. I don't know how it's possible. but To be fair, we did have this exact same scenario at at Arsenal, was it with the oh, yeah. goal where they couldn't yeah, see it? Yeah, of far more consequence than this one. But as soon as it's a smaller club, it's um, it's a massive big club conspiracy and all that crap. No, Arsenal could well be a lot closer to City, but you know, everybody's against Wolves and everybody's pro Liverpool apparently, according to Wolves fans. Um. Yeah, Blaine, you went. Um, how did you think the atmosphere was in the ground? Well, I was like you were quite near the away fans, so I was uh, subject to all the um, "God Save the King" and the England chants. Uh, it 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 was just very. It reminded me of going when Rogers were in charge, where the crowd is just on edge from minute one, and as soon as anything happened, that were. Um, any sort of negative football or any missed challenges, they were just groans. It would it would really took me back to the Rogers days of just negativity and fragility around the ground. 
And I don't think the players helped it much, to be fair. Yeah, no, that that's that that's pretty much. Yeah, no, no, that, that, there's not much more I can add to that. It is just as soon as one thing goes wrong, it is just a sigh of and a, just a collapse of a house of cards. And it's hard to see how that stops. To be honest, I I, I always think that'll stick in people's mind whilst we're playing like this. I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it's not getting toxic. I, w- I wouldn't say it's going toxic, but no, it's, it's. I think one thing that didn't help was the fact that it was the first eleven. I think if it, if there were a few young lads on and a few kids, it might have helped the crowd kind of get behind them and a bit more. But the fact that it was the same players and we saw the same things happen again, I think it was just like the same frustrations coming out and uh, it does feel a bit like at the minute everyone just needs a, just something new even if it's just a, just a spark from somewhere whether it's you know on the pitch or, or off the pitch it's really feeling it's getting towards toxic it's not quite there but it's getting there yeah I mean I, when, I, when I've when I've been in the grounds it's never gone toxic to the point of like booing <clears> teams <throat> off and, and stuff like that I don't think it'll ever happen during the club tenure anyway that kind of stuff um, but I think that growing as you were saying that, that sense of frustration about seeing the same thing every single week at this point it's just grinding people down and it's just contributing to a, a pretty low mood around the ground I mean, you, you put that on top of. I mean, I, I'm saying this as as somebody who sits next to the way end every week. Just some of the utter tripe coming from away ends. For it, it, it just gets you down, and it probably shouldn't. Um, it probably shouldn't. But a, a, a lot of things that you you can take with a pinch of salt because it's that just stupid lab banter shite. That normally yeah. comes out, but a lot of it's just ten that very nasty this season, particularly this season. Like I was, there was there was a guy next to me. I was speaking to him, and I was saying it's just I wouldn't. I'm not justifying incidents that happen like at City and stuff like that. That's just deplorable. It shouldn't happen. Full stop. But I mean, smaller little incidents. Like I think. I don't know if I mentioned that on the pod earlier in the season. Um, I forget who it was against, but it was always the victims and stuff like that was coming out. And people, well, somebody just snapped and threw something. I think it was a, I think it was a bottle or something at the away end. Uh, unfortunately, it hit somebody in the in the disabled area, which was just absolutely awful. Um, and that, that this is the kind of thing that's that's just going to keep on happening. Is is people are just going to get to a point where they're just going to snap? And I I can completely understand. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't obviously I wasn't even alive when I was brought and stuff like that. But there's people that that are. Um. And yeah, it it, it does get you down on top of obviously the performances. 
Um, well, what always gets me on that is I think I think recently the club did make, uh, come out with a statement, didn't they, about the the chanting? But it was very recently, and for how long it's been going on with away ends and the lack of press from the club or journalists uh, altogether, it's really it just feels like it's just been accepted now at this point by everyone, and it's kind of something everyone has to live with, which which shouldn't be the case, but. You, when you do go, you do see how how constant it is, and I think a lot of people just have to learn. We're well not have to learn to live with it, but have learned to live with it, which isn't which isn't acceptable, really. I think a lot of people did, but but it, I think it was it was it wasn't frequent enough to kind of that that they could do that they could kind of ignore it when it did happen. Yeah. Whereas now it. it it's it's nearly every game. Like Leicester fans and Wolves fans, like come on, Jesus Christ! You expect it with 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 the usual. I mean, Liverpool fans are just as bad as United fans when it can come to to Munich and stuff like that. So, I, not that I I understand that. I don't understand it from a Liverpool perspective when it comes to Munich as well. But that tip for that kind of thing, I can somewhat get. Um. But I mean, that, that that feels slightly different as well because obviously it's not accessible behaviour, but it is Liverpool United. Whereas it seems like you could hear it the West Ham fans. I remember doing it. I think it's every single team who comes up who have no affiliation and no hatred towards Liverpool. From I think it, it might have been West Ham. That was the the one I was all about when somebody threw something. I think that was the first time I heard the God save the Queen or God save the King chants. And it seems that's followed on now every week as well. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think really think the national anthem particularly pisses people off. That's more funny to me personally. Anyway. Yeah, it's 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 more the the feed the scouts and and obviously the the always the victim stuff and and all that kind of crap. Um, becoming an every week thing. I mean, I have somewhat of an affiliation with it but, but far less of an affiliation than a lot of people do I mean it's just dragging up it's literally dragging up PTSD it's triggering people and for whatever reason the powers that be at the club the powers that be heading the fans representatives of the club seem see, what well, seem outwardly anyway silent about it even though you've got Margaret Aspinall going on radio and you know, suggesting things, saying it, it, it clearly isn't acceptable. To, clubs need to be reprimanded for it. Um, and it's just, it's not happening. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I, I sit with me dad. Me, me dad was at Hillsborough. I see how much it, if it triggers him and affects him when, when he goes and it happens to him. You know, God, God knows, there's thousands of people there. Like, actively being triggered on a weekly basis and yeah it, I mean it, it would be nice if, if the club could at least address it like they did before the City game you know they, they, they seem more bothered about the effect it would have on City fans than their own fans that was the impression I got from that because there's been no follow up but um but yeah, that's. I mean, I I, I probably see me piece on this semi regularly because it's happening that much. But yeah, no, um, frustrating. But unfortunately, I think Liverpool are given 
these away ends a lot too much to celebrate, which isn't helping at all either. Getting that crap chance of that yet and then seeing those people actively celebrating Frontier is a bit of a kick in the teeth as well. Um Josh, how did you think the performance was anyway? Um <clears throat> I just think it was the worst first goal we could have conceded. I mean if you could have asked anyone to imagine the worst first goal, it would be Allison giving it to their striker five yards away. Um decent response to be fair. Um but yeah, it was it was sloppy, it was careless, it was flat. Everything you kind of expect from a FA Cup third round against poor Premier League opposition. Um the worrying thing is one only one of those teams looked like they were nineteenth in the Premier League and it, it, it wasn't Wolves, which was the uh the bit that was more alarming than anything, and as Blaine says, it was it's not like we put a team of kids out. That was the team you expect to almost flatten teams that are nineteenth in the Premier League and it didn't look I mean, they, like they were a bit rotated, weren't they? Oh yeah, they had a kid at right back, didn't they? And Yeah, did they have one in centre mid as well? Quite small. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. He actually looked alright. Didn't look too bad. Was it four four two as well? It wasn't like it was a five four one, everyone behind no, the ball. They, they definitely they definitely came out and and got in their faces. That I, I that was the biggest thing I took away was that this team's nineteenth in the league. They've rotated the team somewhat and they're not asked. They're still push up, get in our faces and, and compete physically. And, and, they, and they should have won 3-2. And they should have won, yeah. I, that that was the biggest takeaway for me personally. You worry um, you worry playing against a very well set up and well drilled and well coached Brighton team. Well, yeah. Um, especially, well, there's that nine goals in two games for Brighton as well. Yeah. yeah. Had a 4-0 four, four win against Chelsea. Not the best. Um, not let's the just best say, form. let's just say Matoma's in my fancy team. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he's. I think he's the one that could properly hurt us as well, Matoma. You're probably right there. Um, I mean, we'll 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 talk about Brighton in a bit, sadly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I th- I thought I don't. I just I don't think they were. It's weird. I don't think they were very good. Is it, you can you can tell they weren't very good. We were just less good. Oh, sorry, we were just more shit. I think more teams. Uh, so I think any team that has got a decent coach could have got their team to play well by just by running through the middle of the pitch, which is what they did time and time again. You again. know, th- th- this is the issue with it. Like, Klopp's come out after the game and said something along the lines of, "We're not winning enough." Um, not winning enough challenges, which were not valid. Fair enough. Would you say he's putting us in as good a position as he can in order to win challenges? No, I'd say he's an idiot. Oh, at right. Okay. At the moment, <laughs> he's had he's had he's had enough time to fix it, as far as I'm concerned, with the personnel he's got. I do agree with that. I I do think he's had more than enough time to fix it. I'm not saying he needs to go or anything like that. He, you, he's not immune to criticism. 
Um, I use idiot as a bit of, you know, hyperbole for attention. Um, it's just, it's, it baffles me to the point of, I don't actually enjoy talking about it anymore. <laughs> what, what frustrated me a bit was that if there was one game that was a free hit for him to even try something slightly new, it was this game and it, it was just the exact same thing again. And, and and the fact that he made the intention of I'm going to go strong to kind of put out a statement, see if we can get back to winning ways, and then we put that out. I don't think it could have gone worse for him if he if he tried really, especially because we drew because we have to play a replay as well. Yeah, I think that was worse than losing to Brentford in terms of mood, atmosphere, and um. For the season in general, mainly because of having to play next Tuesday. Again, yeah, th- we did not need. Yeah, when when the third goal came went in, well, you know, the, the disallowed goal. I I wanted a win or a loss. <laughs> I didn't want to draw. Yeah. Yeah, literally... there, there were a lot of tweets during the game at two two that said three two either way is the best result. Here. Yeah, yeah, no, and it was. It was because it's just replays are shit. Like it, it, it's such a stupid. Like, I mean, from a fan's perspective as well, it's been, it's been announced today that the that the new fixture, for in a week's time. Mm. Like it's short notice. It's it's just. I, surely there's got to be a better way of. Of sharing the revenue from the tickets, regardless of whether you play home or away, to kind of come to some resolve with it, with the, with the smaller teams. Because I do understand, like it, it's a big thing for smaller teams. But and the, I think the big thing with this, what tends to happen is, and we saw it in the Shrewsbury game, the small team comes to the big stadium and the ticket prices get slashed by a third. Mm. It, was like, it was a tenner, wasn't it, against Shrewsbury? for that game. Mm. Um, mainly when Klopp says, well, the first team aren't playing it, so fuck off. Um, so I would just say, whoever is in the lower in the league position, or if you're in the league below, you keep all the money. Or if you're a you know, football league team against a Premier League team, you keep all the money. If it's... I don't think it's really... Is it really the Football League teams that, that are the ones suffering as a result of it? I think it's more like your Marines, you know, when they when they played Tottenham. Yeah, that's it's fine. Than... I just mean that to avoid the game, to avoid the extra game, because the narrative is, oh, let's, let's get a draw and take it back. They don't even want to win. It's let's get a draw and take it back to Anfield or what have you. Is that mm. really comp- is that a, com- a competitive um, attitude to have? Play for a draw? I don't. I don't really think it's befitting of a cup competition, is it, or a knockout competition that you can, you know, not play well, draw, and still be in it. Mm-hmm. More for Premier League teams as well. Marine, if they, as an example, a one-one t- against Tottenham. And they're settling for it. They're going to they're going to go to Tottenham and have absolutely zero chance of going through, which is the whole point of being in the cup in the first place. 
Well, Marine was a really weird circumstance as well because it was during COVID and you had to sell mm. e-tickets for people who wouldn't have actually went and stuff like that. Um, on another Wolves note, a certain Gozi Gapo made his debut. What were your thoughts? I'll go with you, Blaine. What did you think? I thought he was, he was fine. Um, I, I, I think it might have been easier putting him through the middle and Nunes on the left. Um, I, I thought he was fine. He didn't really get involved too much. He had a, a nice shot early on. Um, still, he had a few nice link-ups with Robertson, but I thought throughout, really, it was it was just... It was just fine. It, it, it didn't really make much of a difference for him being there. Then Ox, I didn't think, for that game. But I think at the minute, it's going to be hard for anyone to come in and make an impact the way we're playing. So I, I, I don't think you can get on his back. I thought he was, he was all right. He was a lot bigger than I thought he was, if that helps. but He's 6'4", isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just fine, really. Yeah, I thought his I thought the link up is is kind of the technical side was fine. Um, I didn't have I didn't take much of an issue, but I I think when players come in and make the debut, I expect a bit more kind of umph. Someone he he seems very loose and relaxed when he's on the ball as well. Um. Pretty like lacy fair player. I don't know really how to explain it. <laughs> I thought he missed. I thought he misplaced some simple passes. Um, that I think was winding him up as well. To be fair, um, I don't want to be like one of them body language experts. That's like he doesn't look arsed and stuff like that. But it's that kind of a bit casual, isn't he? Casual. That's the that's the um, word. I thought he worked hard defensively. He was always getting back in behind the ball and. And defended. Well, he he he's ex Roger Schmidt, isn't he? So he's not gonna mm. be um poorly no. versed when it comes to the no. the, the our counter press like. Yeah. As as Blaine said, it was just fine. It was your typical six out of ten. Did he have a chance where he, he could have been put through and it was it Henderson or Salah just like really misplayed the pass or played it short to him? Was that Nunes? I was trying to pay as little attention as possible to that game, to be honest, so I have no idea. I'm sure there's a point where I he, where he almost went through. I didn't notice anything. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. And I think Diaz has probably set the, the standard, Annie, in terms of coming in and making an instant impact. And I mean, it's probably wrong to try and rely on Gakpo as much as we probably are. So, but, and in fairness to him and the front three as a whole, this includes Nunez and Salah, I think we struggled so much to even get the ball to them. Like it was it was so hard to even get the ball to them because we were insisting on building up through the back. Everybody was dropping deeper in order to do that. Then we couldn't do that. So we were going long. Nunez was by himself and they were winning the ball back because Paul Darwin's up there by himself and it's just I can't believe how technical we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's the issue. The issue is that we're too technical nowadays. Mm. 
Mm. Um, you have the most technical defenders in the world. Yeah. The, the, I thought the high line was looked a bit too high without ones like the. Anybody else think that? I, th- I think Matip and the Canati might not be able to. I didn't think we looked too bad. Did you not think? No, I just I think all their chances came from just the defense being exposed, really, rather than like, too high. It might bite us in the arse when Matilda's the one getting them behind. Then. <clears throat> yeah, I've never really been a massive fan of the defense camping on the halfway line and that being it. Um. I've always believed in, in dropping off and picking at the right time to stay high, which I think we've kind of lost a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, can, well, I can't remember the second goal. What was it? Their second goal? Yeah. We lost the ball, they counter, and it takes a bit of a knock-off one. Oh, yeah, and, and Alisson decides to fall over rather than just kick the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember now. That was uh, right in front of me, that goal, and I still don't really know what happened. It seemed to happen in slow motion. Yeah, it was really weird. It actually looked like Alisson had about five seconds to deal with it. I, th- I, th- I think it hit Canate tries to block it and then it kind of takes deflection and Alisson goes for it and then it kind of goes over him. Or goes ah, over him. I can't remember. The, the typical centre-back getting in the way when they don't need to. I think yeah. so, yeah. Canate's um, Bambi on ice impressions really bit him on the arse lately because it nearly happened again where he got caught on the ball on the way Facing Allison. Um, he needs to be. I... Matip got caught as well, didn't he? Trying to pass it to Trent in the first. Yeah, he half. doesn't seem to. I mean, Canate just doesn't seem to be asserting himself anywhere near as much as he was before the World Cup. Don't know if it's a bit of a hangover. Um, but I mean, he was so assertive last season, and I certainly haven't seen any anything from earlier in the season to say he wasn't. You know, asserting himself like he was last season, but for whatever reason this season, since um, since the World Cup, anyway, uh, he's yeah, seems a bit less assertive. But I don't think it's really anything to worry about. It's probably just a couple of bad issues and they're just just players being left in in bad situations. I mean, Fabinho one on one again. Ends up with his face in the dirt again. Like, I, Josh, you're you're probably the best person to talk about this because you 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 have this fetish for Simeone, but used to, not quite well, so much anymore. Used to, um, but I mean, surely we can drop deeper, be a bit more compact than we are at the minute because. With the, the lines are just so stretched, and we are losing these challenges. Don't get me wrong. Which, okay, the manager saying we should win, but when you're playing Harvey Elliott in midfield, I don't. I think that the, how the, you can sit there and say you've got to win this. The thing is, it strikes me that we became this high line team when VAR came in. When you know you could kind of be ninety nine percent sure you got it right. Because we weren't like this when Klopp first came in, and seventeen eighteen we were, we were just open rather than, you know, defending high and on the halfway line. We did actually kind of play a little bit more solid. We we used to have like the counter pressing principles, which were you know, fast press off the ball when you lose it, but then if you don't win it back, you kind of get behind the ball and be hard to play through. 
Um, we do neither of that now, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we. I I certainly wouldn't mind us seeing, or well, letting other teams pass the ball around at the back a little bit more and sitting off them a little bit and being hard to break down. That obviously is where the, um, it's where the issues are coming from that we're getting it wrong off the ball and getting played through. Um, because counter pressing doesn't equal high pressing. They are two different things. Um, you can counter press and be pretty deep, or well, not deep, just you know, average. And you can high press and not really counter press. It's very, very, they're two different things. So we seem to have lost our way a little bit completely. And I say a little bit completely, it doesn't work, but lost our way completely with the whole off the ball structure of it. And I would like to see a little bit more caution uh, and picking our moments rather than, you know, doing something that is purely, it's idealized, isn't it, really? The clock, the pragmatist, seems to have disappeared a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to jump on the Peplinders is bad bandwagon. But you're going to. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. I think we've defended them in the past anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we've improved a lot since he came back, especially with the ball. But it seems as though we have gone too much over that way. And yeah, we we have lost those core values, those core principles that were the basics. That I mean, even when we are defending from the front, I I can't see the logic in it. Like you used to be able to see how Liverpool set up in the press, and kind of have an understanding of what they were trying to get the opposition to do. There was pressing triggers, this that. We, we control the anymore. opposition. We control yeah, yeah, yeah. The you you move them where you wanted to move them to, and then that trigger goes, and you, you're onto it. Now I don't know, like one person chases the ball, and yeah, the well, one one really basic thing that Firmino always used to do was shadow that main midfielder, that that deepest midfielder, and kind of cut off that angle. That hasn't been getting done, and I don't know whether it's a Nunez issue or. I, I just can't see him not doing what the manager's asking him to do. So, for me, it's it's, it's got to be a management issue, surely. And we if don't, look, not, we don't look coached. We've said it before. We don't look coached at the moment. No. And that's the... It's worrying. Um, but as we've said time and time again, if there's a coaching team that has credit in the bank to try and fix it, it's it's the one we currently have. Um. It's tricky when you've obviously had a big break in the season and nothing's really changed. You kind of start to question that. But I think they should be given that opportunity. But we've reached the point, as we've said plenty of times now, that maybe we're kind of stuck between keeping these players and getting new ones and not actually making a decision on that yet. And it seems to be wasting time of players who are in their peak. Um, Like Salah, Van Dijk that their their time is being wasted when really they should be in that top three at least and challenging for a league title from, from what they've done before. Yeah, I I just don't want to be drawn into the when when you have run a run of form like this and you just question absolutely everything and look into look at everybody around you and see what you're not doing and and stuff like this. But at the same time the league does move pretty like 
rapidly. Like it's a copycat league, and, and the, the league moves quickly, and you can get behind, left behind with just one season off. I'm not saying that we, we we're gonna, by the way, but what what this is leading me into. And I, I think I tweeted this from the pod account not too long ago. Do you think that we could probably do with more voices in the background? Like, as far as we're aware, we've got only got a few main coaches. We've got Matos, Linders, and Klopp. Is, is there any others? Off the top of your head? Kravitz. Kravitz, sorry. Kravitz. Yeah. So, so, so we, we, we've got four. And it feels like every other coach, City, Arsenal, uh, advertising for. I mean, uh, what what did Arsenal hire a, an attacking phase coach? I mean, yeah. that, that that feels like the kind of marginal gain, intricacy shit that we were doing not too long ago. You also see with Arsenal who the leader of that team is. You haven't got. I don't. Is there another club in the Premier League? that has, and again, we're not blaming him, has so much emphasis and focus put on the assistant manager? Um, I no, couldn't even name no. half the assistant managers in the Premier League. I think Pep's got about five of them, Manny. Yeah, ours gives, more <laughs> in- ours gives more interviews than some will in their whole career this season. Yeah. Well, I get it, I get it for the Cups, because I think he's quite clearly being groomed to be a manager. But Yeah. Um, no, but at the, at the same time, though, at the same time, if he's not being groomed to be Liverpool manager, should he be doing that? No. But again, that as we've said, that's not that's not obviously not his fault because he's no, that's not no, no, that's a Klopp issue, isn't it? Yeah. End of the day, Klopp is the manager. He's the manager of that coaching team. He's the manager of of. He's the manager of the coaching team as much as he's the manager of the squad of players. Like it's it's down to him to to coach that. Just as as it would be he, he, for a manager in any environment. Um. I just I I don't know I I, I don't know. I I I don't want, I don't want to be drawn into that and, and have any definitive like takes on it because I I don't really understand what all of these bodies of other people, but it it just seems as though every other manager at the minute, every other top manager that is anyway, Arteta, Guardiola, they, they just seem to have a lot more people around them. And I think you get the opinion now, that, or the view, that most managers are actually more head coaches now, and that they coach, they're more hands-on than what our structure seems to be, which I think ours is a bit more outdated in the fact that the assistant manager does quite a lot. You've got to remember there's a lot of folks on Alex Ferguson. Yeah, I don't, um, I, don't, I don't really mind that, though. No, I do. See, I'm very much the manager should be taking the lead on everything mm. on the pitch. Well, I, I don't know. I, I guess that depends Eight. on the dynamic behind the scenes, doesn't it? Hmm. I mean, we're not really privy to, to what the players are feeling now other than the same stock answers they're given after every single game. Which I think it's has... a, it can be a new voice as well as, as much as anything. Just It can get a bit of the same thing over and over again. And well, That's what Linders was, wasn't he? To, to yeah. begin with, he, he was the new voice. 
And it did seem a bit like, I don't want to compare it to the Dortmund season, but it did seem a bit like those players kind of felt it was seven years of the, of the same thing, whereas maybe you do need to change it up. I think what's, as much well, what's as you the, do. Okay, if you're going to go with the same voice, you you need different ears then. Yeah. And we've seen now throughout Klopp's career, it starts to go wrong. He's great at building a team. Can he rebuild a team? And he's not done that at any of the clubs he's been at, really. Um, See, what do you think with that? Like, I, I mean, you're right in what you're saying, but surely if you're good at building a team, you can be good at rebuilding a team. Like, well, he's, it, it seems it, to contradict it, itself, doesn't yes, it? Yes, but he almost becomes blinded by loyalty, though. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Henderson should not be playing every week for Liverpool. Or even in contention for any game that involved a top 10 team. You know, he, he's, you need to pick and choose. He's, someone mentioned, I saw someone on Twitter know, saying... I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get in people's bad books, but I feel like if, if you had a functional six and a functional, like somebody who can actually run, I mean... Maybe we can talk about Thiago, but I I don't think I think Hender, a lot of what what Henderson does is off the ball and kind of being that leader on the pitch. And in terms of he's the one lead, leading the press and 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 things like this. I I I hate the fact the person who leads the press plays central midfield. That's a, that's a recipe for being torn apart. Well, that that's your that's your. Uh... I think with the midfielders, I think Thiago, Fabinho, Henderson are all fine. It's the fact that you you're playing all three together and all three you what you class as your well was classed as our strongest midfield. I think if you had you know gone into the market for midfielders and we had two Kimeni, for example, in there, and you was playing one of the two or two of them with someone else, then it may be different. But the fact that last season that would be considered your first choice midfield three and now the season after it seems to be... I, I really don't want to see it again, if I'm being honest. I know we're going to have to, but I'm a bit fed up of watching them, to be honest. Yeah, have, you, have, you, have, you seen, have you seen that meme of um, Wesley Stanks with the gun and the, the tear going down his face? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's me currently with Thiago. I, 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 uh, I'm re- I, to be honest, Thiago seems to frustrate me the most because out of the three of them, he's been the best one. And yeah, a yeah. lot of what he, he does is, is the right stuff and he and he gets involved. He's, 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 been, he's probably been our best midfielder, but he's just there's just something not right with him, I think. Those bloody stepovers <laughs> for the first goal. On the edge of I, you know box. what? Stuff like that I can accept with him because that's that's the rough and the smooth, isn't it? Like yeah, I I I I don't. That's gonna happen every now and again. I, I don't mind that, but it's I, I just I don't think he's got the capability off the ball anymore, and it's it's such a shame because he's still so brilliant with it, and I love him as a player. Um, I mean. I'm. I'm not saying get rid of him or anything. I just think he needs to be accommodated. Yeah. A lot more than than what he is at the minute. Um. And we're probably sticking I, I him in a role teams, that doesn't suit him. I think teams keep targeting that area. I think 
see a, a lot of the, the goals we concede seems to come from people running in behind that that left centre mid spot, and he just doesn't have the legs to get back. He doesn't have the recovery pace to yeah, yeah, yeah. be able to do that role, and that, that's not his fault. Uh, and I think a lot of it is kind of trying to fit Thiago in a in a role that he probably just can't do. And yeah. I, I think a lot of the I think people don't like criticising Thiago, and I think it's not criticism of of his performances and the player himself. It's more of how he's being used. I think is the criticism. Whereas with Henderson and Fabinho, that's just seems to me to be a kind of again how they've been used, but that's more of a kind of natural decline. I think I've seen from them too. Whereas Thiago's more of a it just doesn't seem to work. In, it goes back. It goes back to the, the 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 whole like team structure thing, doesn't it? And you're expecting these people to win one-on-one duels, and I just don't think they're capable of doing it. Um, you would expect Fabinho to, because that that's his role ultimately. Like Fabinho should be performing a lot better than yeah. he is. He should be winning them duels, and he's not. That's that's a problem in itself. Um, Henderson probably the same thing as well. Although I do I do think he's maybe a bit more reliable, but there's probably numbers that dispute that. Um, but Thiago. I mean, yeah, we're just constantly seeing him jogging back after people all the time, and as you say, that's not there's not much more he can do. We need to be yeah. a bit more compact on that side and and be able to help him more. And we're just we're not essentially I think um, as well. To be, I think you can in games you see like Henderson and Fabinho and Thiago will all have spells where in games will be really good. They'll have a good fit, like a bit like when Kaita come on, he had a good fifteen minutes. But I think the structure's just not there to help any of them. And I don't think playing with each other helps any of them. But when you see the alternatives, like if Elliot comes on, that that it doesn't help anyone either. I think Kaita can come in and I think that will help. But again, I don't think it's a... One, you can't rely on them. Two, it's not a massive change from Thiago to Kaita, really. I think you're still going to see similar issues there. I think Kate is um, a better counter presser, but yeah, I think like in transition coming back towards their own goal, you're right. I, I don't think he's anywhere near as effective as other people. Like Wijnaldum was really good at it. Yeah. At the, uh, at the transition stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think any of them are feels as to to defend in transitions anymore. I mean. I think I tweeted, I don't think I've ever seen a midfielder in six months of a season eat as much dirt as Fabinho has. He's like a cow. <laughs> um, I actually thought he had a good spell against... Um, I thought he had a decent spell against Villa and a decent spell against Brentford yeah. in parts. I, I, but, I thought he looked he looked back to... Well, not back to his normal self, but, you know, no, but, getting yeah. there yeah. against Villa. Um, but, yeah, he just seems to have regressed back to what we saw earlier in the season, just getting turned again. In, in, I mean, I, I, it's pretty unfabinho like to not just take the foul. And, but yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's a, he's a problem upon itself. And there's, I, there's, I there's, think, there's no, go I think the best we've seen the midfield though, I mean, the Arsenal game was what it was, but I think the midfield performance for the first 45 minutes was a good performance. I think against City, the midfield was decent at doing that job as well. Um, I think if you play him in a two and you play that system, I think it at least helps the midfield and gives them that base to to at least look a bit more solid and be able to have that help and help each other as a two. Whereas at the minute, as a three, it's just 
I, I just don't understand. I, I can't understand why we keep doing it and doing the same thing. I mean, Josh, this was probably one for you. Would you? Would you coaching nogging on? Um, yeah. <clears throat> three at the back. Could that help them in field? In especially in transitions. Um, maybe because it gives that one more in the last line if you get it wrong. I think the only way it helps Liverpool is if you play a three-five-two rather than a three-four-three. Um. But then you lose that threat from the wing. Hmm. Um, I don't. Probably think pretty be... ideal for for the attacking options we've got at the minute, though. For attacking, yeah, but I don't think we have the midfielders who could play as a two in a three four three because there's nothing in front of them to help them out, really. Hmm. Uh, unless you ask that number nine to be more of a ten or a false nine, and and really get back. Um. So yeah, I would. I I don't think it will be something Liverpool should do. I, I don't think it's anything they should do really. Um, like Blaine says, if there was going to be a game to try something like that out, we've just missed it. Um, but yeah, back threes can work. I mean, you'd have to. It's not something you could cobble together. Uh, a la Rogers in 2015. What was it? Eleven games unbeaten, mm. and then. In like the last five of those games, we were absolutely dog awful and squeak results through. So I don't know really. I've I've, I've never been a huge fan of back threes myself, um, and we don't really have very Rogers. We don't have the numbers at centre back, do we? Really? No, I don't think we have the numbers, but I think we have the profiles. I'll, I'll take Anate, Matip, and Gomez are very back three centre backs, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, Matip in the middle. Yeah, Matip in the middle, Canate and Gomez as the exterior ones. And this is me advocating for Joe Gomez, by the way. Fucking hell. Remember Emre Chan is that right centre back? I mean, I might have something to do with the fact I'm playing the three at the back on forty manager at the minute, so I'm I'm feeling a bit um, adventurous. But it, I'm I'm just more on about those transitions because, as Blaine was saying, that kind of half space is getting exploited. You're seeing Thiago getting exploited in behind him, but at least we'll have someone there to kind of meet the attacker. That kind of insurance policy, plus it gives Robbo and I, I think Robertson's been very conservative. Uh, he can he can go through periods where he's just not adventurous with his movements at all, and it makes me bang my head against the wall. Um, and at the minute, I probably can't really blame him because <laughs> he knows that if he does venture forward, he's 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 chasing back inevitably. Against Wolves, um, it seemed like he was. Terrified of going too far forward in case Triora was going to get in behind almost. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. seemed to keep going back and going back. Uh, and it, there were times when he went out to press and he'd just miss it and it was just one on one then with Triora. I, I think it's just a case of all the players seem to have a feeling of what do you want me to do almost. Well, yeah, um, you're introducing I, fear, aren't you? And that's, yeah. that's the problem when you're confident, you, you, you haven't got that fear. But. When you're not, you have. Um, we've got some questions anyway. We asked for some questions yesterday. Um, where are we? So, our first question is 
what's your first core Liverpool memory? Now, I'm, I'm not really sure. That's from um, Liam Somos Los Rojos on Twitter. I'm not too sure what core Liverpool memory is. Um, but I'll give it up to you, Blaine, first. What's your first core Liverpool memory? I'll bat well, it over I, to you. You can deal with that. I got into it quite late, really, I think. So I was, well, I was 10 when I got into it, and that was the Hodgson season. Oh, um, now. Yeah, that's the first Imagine, so, imagine but, getting into Liverpool in the Hodgson season. <laughs> I, I, Jesus. I, it was after the World Cup. So the World Cup, I watched all the World Cup and then got into football. And then my brother supported Liverpool and started taking me to the games. I think I went to uh, one of the Europa League qualifiers in the summer. Um, he was hooked. And then, and then I watched us get beat by Blackpool. We got beat by Blackpool at home 2 1. I watched and we, I went to watch us get beat home by Wolves 1 0. Uh, and, then, and then I was hooked um, after that. Yeah, no, I, I remember as. Um, I remember I remember that team. Was that. Did, did you did you go to all of those um all of those qualifiers? No, I think it was it was Rabot Nicky they were called the uh the, the team we beat in the first one. The, the Macedonian uh, team. Gommel was Rogers. Yeah. Gommel. Yeah. Oh, was Gommel Gommel Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogers Gommel just sticks season. in my head because that's just an amazing name. Was it Stuart Downing's debut? Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 he was no, well, no, he was. Debut. No, he was quite good in that game, I remember now. It might as well have been his debut. Oh, Stuart Downing, Jesus Christ. Um, right, well, I opened the one there. Go ahead, Josh, what's yours? I remember going in Argos, right? And um, Michael... Not Woolworths, no. No, no, Argos. Um, Michael Owen had just scored in the... Um, FA Cup final against Arsenal and it was on all the display tellies um, I was a Liverpool what, fan what back then 2001 I don't even think I was born then so I was four um, <gasps> but for oh, some reason it sticks in my head I, I didn't have Sky or anything back then so I ne- could never watch Liverpool games unless it was FA Cup ones on the telly and um, yeah I just remember like not knowing it was on I was four but going in the shop and yeah, Michael Owen running through past a very slow Lee Dixon in that orange kit and and making it two one. Was that the treble? Yeah, the tre the, the good treble. Yeah, the proper treble. The proper treble, yeah. Proper treble, yeah. First um, game the first game was Leeds away in two thousand and four. You know what? I don't even I'm not even sure I, I'm not really good with like memories. The, the one that always sticks out to me for some reason has been on the cot when Drogba came for Marseille. I don't know what year that was in the UEFA Cup. Oh, Marseille 03 or 04, maybe? Mm. He signed 04, didn't he? Which given that was 7 at the time, there's probably ones that. Um, there's probably other ones from earlier, but. I, I don't know why for, for some reason. that That's the one that sticks in my head anyway. Is um that that Marseille game when I was on the cop? That's it, really. Um, I mean that was probably when shame uh, blame was about what? How old were you in two thousand and three? Uh, two. Jesus Christ! I, I I have no idea we even played Marseille. When you said who did Drogba join in two thousand and four? Oh, I don't know. Chelsea, Forget. wasn't it? Chelsea. Oh. In two thousand and four. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Well, huh? listen, I mean, a lot of the listeners will be old enough to remember that. I mean, prehistoric yeah. years we're talking like, about, yeah. He was like Mourinho's first signing. I'm, I'm 20, I didn't even see any Rafa years. I'm 2010 onwards. I'm, I'm... Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, that's end, grim, man. End the pod. End the pod. We went um, and Never we recorded again. I, I enjoyed the Kenny time, and then we had a bit of the Rogers roller coaster as well. Rogers roller coaster. You must have thought. You must have thought Klopp was like a pink rainbow. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed thirteen fourteen until the Liverpool thing happened at the end. Well, that's a bit Next up, we've got this this fella called Shane. Don't know who he is. Um, randomly started to follow us. To be honest, he's a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, give us your top three worst performances of the season so far. Team or individual? Fucking. <laughs> There's probably too many to. I I, I won't really me- remember individual because I think there's been quite a few poor individual performances. I, I think I just it was team. Well, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll stick with team, yeah, but team. individual. I mean, Fabinho against Palace, sticks in my head. Um, against Napoli was. Uh, oh, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one said with such glee. <laughs> So we thought Gomez against Forest wasn't much better than Gomez against I think the whole Napoli. team against Forest is the worst. Yeah, Forest are one of mine. Yeah, Forest. Yeah, Forest is definitely the worst team. Forest, surely. Forest, Napoli, and then I'm going to say Manchester United. Yeah, Forest, Napoli. Um... See, I actually thought we played quite well against Leeds, even though we lost. I put I put Brighton as my third one just because the the first twenty minutes was which one just... the three three or Saturday? <laughs> Wait, did we get beat by Leeds this year? Yeah, yeah, think... yeah. Oh my yeah. god, Jesus Christ! I think I've just pigeonholed so much crap from this season. Melier saved like fifteen one on ones. Yeah, oh my I looked god. at our pictures and I completely forgot we drew nil nil at Goodison. That just didn't happen in my mind. Oh, that was that was grim. That game, the uh, Connor Cody celebration game. Which one? Which game couldn't I remember? There was a game I couldn't remember. I I have proper just blacked that Leeds game out of my memory. That oh, just doesn't exist to me. I completely West forgot Ham. about West Ham. Nunes scored, didn't he? They missed oh, the penalty. Yeah, De- Declan Rice, wasn't it? He missed a penalty. Oh my god! I, I think me brain's doing that thing that that your mind does to like protect yourself. Oh, guess who gave the penalty away, Dave? Was it Joe Gomez? It was Joe Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hardly a shock, is it? Fucking no. He's gonna be playing clattering, for Bournemouth. Clattering through the back of someone. He's gonna be playing for fucking Bournemouth next year. He had a good game against Allen though. He just come off that high. To be was fair, it, was it the yeah? Which one was it? Sorry. When when we beat City one 0 yeah. I love that the way we're right. going through this catalogue of how shit we've played, and we probably couldn't do a fraction of it for how well we've played. I enjoyed the about twenty minutes of the Arsenal game. Bournemouth was fun. Yeah. You can't watch them anymore because the police are uh, checking now. 
for any illegal streams. So if anyone did want to watch Liverpool against Brighton this weekend, oh, is it three o'clock? Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a three o'clock game. <laughs> that has got seven two written all over it. <laughs> Nuna's that trick? What do you think? <laughs> So what, I think we've actually got a pretty good record there. And to be fair, we played the three at the back there with Wijnaldum in, it, in the past, so you never know, we could switch to that. Didn't we also play three at the back in that game against Stoke, when he just mm. went, fuck it, fuck it, Bed Woodbird's playing? <laughs> yeah, and Firmino scored that mad goal. Yeah. Mignolet yeah. made that save that no one could That run into the top four that year was stressful. The Emre Chan out bicycle kick. We went so away to West Brom and Moreno missed an open net bite from like 40 yards out. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought Mignolet turned into Allison in that little running somehow. Hey, hey, the Bruges fans love him. Well, I, I think he's been, he's had John, a great time with him. John, John Ashtabuk's fault. <clears throat> and, oh, fuck it. See, that, that, that's what I mean about like, I don't want to get drawn into like. <laughs> It's this problem with the coach, it's that problem with the coach, because then we end up with Brian O'Driscoll and fucking John Achterberg abuse. Oh, Colin Pascoe, may you rest in peace. Does anyone know where Boovac is without looking up? <laughs> Sports is he still in Russia? At Locomotive Moscow. No Dinamo, isn't it? Oh, I don't think so. I thought it's Locomotive. Oh, is it? I don't know. He's in... I swear he's a sporting director. I thought he left. Oh, I don't know. I thought you knew Blake. No, no, no. Oh, so you just asked the question and just well, left just it. Wondering where the brain was. Look now. Where the brain was. <laughs> yeah. Is a Bosnian working as sporting director for Dynamo Moscow. Well done. Well done. I'll take half for Moscow. You can have the full. You can have the full point. I love that. Um, right. Next question from Jamie Griff. On Twitter, what's been your favourite clock memory so far? And I, who I've got mine. was slash is your favourite Liverpool player? That's undeniably a bit shit. Example, Clavin. That's probably so, the right answer, isn't it? Clavin's my, my, got to be up there. Yeah, my favourite clock memory is when he decided to turn to Jose Mourinho and walk down the touchline and give po- Pochettino a hug as he's just about to lose the Champions League final before the whistle went. That's mine. Fully embracing the the evil. Mine has probably got to be um, it's got to be the the Origi goal from the corner Mm. because I I didn't even have a clue what was going on. I, 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 I I like. Yeah, I love the way. It's not a clock memory, though, is it? Oh, I, thought I, meant, I thought he meant general. To be fair, I thought he meant general, but actual yeah. clock memory has got to be the derby, running on the pitch and hugging Allison. Yeah, that's got a Rigi that. as well. Oh yeah, that is a Rigi. Yeah. <laughs> no, running on the pitch and hugging Allison—that's got to be it. Yeah. In terms that's... of in terms of general, I would go with um, winning the Premier League. No, for general, I'd go with the the Barca game, but probably just biased because I was I was at the game. Yeah, same. 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of my shit player. Yeah, I don't really know what my shit player is. To I've, be honest. I've, got, I've got mine, big, but it, it's because it was the first player I ever got on my Liverpool shirt. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, which was uh, Glenn Johnson. Oh. <laughs> um, which. Really, to be fair. I'm going to go with Colo Torre. Could, could Glenn Johnson be undeniably a bit shit, though? Because he was actually good. Yeah, so I mean, when I first started, what I mean, watching us, he was all right, to be fair. But he stayed a bit too long, didn't he, if we're being honest? Well, yeah, he did, yeah. He scored yeah, that winner what... against, against Stoke in about 2015, though, which was good. What happened to him? He just kind of disappeared when he retired, didn't he? he just... he's on, I, think... I think he's on Talk Sports or something like that. Yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, my, mine's Kelo Torre and that reaction to scoring the own goal against West Brom. <laughs> Fulham, Fulham, West Brom. Goal, I think. It's just holding his head in his hands, just going, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I always quite like, I didn't like Skirtle, but he did score a lot of good goals for us, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate him as much as a lot of people did. That volley. I mean, how many did he score in 13-14? I want to say eight. I want to say eight. I think I've looked like four. He got like a double against Arsenal, didn't he, in in the first ten minutes? Yeah, big goal against City as well. Yeah. He scored in the League Cup final as well, didn't he, that we won? Against Cardiff. Uh, How many did he get? Seven. Seven. Shea said six, I said eight. Fair, it is quite funny. His goal record was zero zero one two 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 seven one one. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know who mine is. I, mine might be Clavin, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's a good shout that one. Bruno Sheiru. Bruno Sheiru, no. That winner against Chelsea. Blame wouldn't even be old enough to I'm gonna, remember. I'm just going to Google what that means. How do yeah. you spell this? Milan, uh, Milan Jovanovic. Uh, no, I, none of those. None of those Hodgson players. Ryan Babble. I did like um, David Ngog. He was good when I first started watching us. He scored yeah. that goal against Arsenal, which were amazing. Albert Riera, who's a manager now. We've had some shite, haven't we? Does a Rigi count? Is no. that. No, 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 no. no. You no. can't score a winning goal in the Champions League final and be undeniably shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe not undeniably. <laughs> Joe <Yeah>. Gomez? <laughs> Joe Gomez. No, I don't like Joe Gomez enough. Um... <laughs> Joe um, if, we're off, if we're going off Twitter, I could say Milner, couldn't I, really? Yeah, oh, Henderson, to be fair. Yeah. Fabinho, Thiago, Cater, oh, Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, all of them, the all the midfielders. Okay, now, if I go off London, Twitter for me, no other counts as well. Well, um, no, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, Clavin. So we got Clavin, Glenn Johnson, who I wouldn't say is undeniably shit, but I, I think Blaine's got a smaller frame of reference than us anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Who was yours, Josh? Colo Torre. Colo Torre. Colo Torre is a good one as well. Colo Torre is a good one. He was undeniably a bit shit. <laughs> <wasn't he? laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> also it, iconic it, in that 13-14 season. Was it Torre who come on in the League Cup final against City, or was that Lucas who come on at centre-back? Lucas. Was it Lucas? Lucas. Yeah. I didn't really hate Lucas as much as other people, to be honest, and he was pretty undeniably shit for the vast majority of his... <laughs> I, st- I still can't career. believe he joined Liverpool as an attacking midfielder. I know. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was number 10. He was like yeah, in Brazil's under 20 youth captain and everything. Yeah, he was um, he was properly touted about Lucas when he joined. He was the deco of his generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right, so last thing as ever, Brighton. <laughs> I think we've avoided talking about it as much as we can, haven't we? Do you think we so... can avoid talking about it next week as well? Well... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think so, sadly. Unless we win. Um, go on. Score predictions. What What are we going for? I just need to open the sh- spreadsheet. I can't predict Nunes to score again first, can I? Because we had him last week. Yeah, we both did. We both got um three points because he scored. F- oh, yeah, because he scored first for Liverpool. I think I think that's how that works. Yeah, that is how it works. It's, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll let well, someone else go first. Well done, Cody Gappo. I will go. Can I go Nunez? Who did I who did I put last week? Cody Gappo. I put Gakpo. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, it was for Wolves, wasn't it? Oh no, nah, yeah. that's fair. Um two predictions today, by the way. The Wolves replay as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Um I'll go Nunez then for uh, Brighton. Cool. And I'll go for... Is that how many goals they're scoring? Four? Oh, shit, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about the score. Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'll go Nunez and I'll go... Fucking hell. I'll go 2-1 Brighton. And I, I don't think we're. I, 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 I just I can't see us getting anything. Wow. Um. And wolves, fucking hell. I think we could get beat against wolves as well. Come on, I used to your Brighton whilst I whilst I shoot me wolves. Come on, Blake. I, I think we beat Brighton three two and Salah scores a hat trick. Wow. I'm going to say 3-0 Matoma. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, you said, uh, I think 3-2 the other way. I think Brighton win 3-2. Uh, I'm going to say... I do feel like Brighton are going to score three goals, but I don't yeah. want to say 3-1 again, because I'll just look like a bit of a twat. <laughs> I'm going to say Gakpo. I think Gakpo gets one. Not think the kind of suit was in terms of attacking them. Yeah, they did in the 3-3 draw as well. The, yeah, the, but I think we shoot them for attacking us, and they're a better team at the minute. Yeah, but we suit everyone for attacking us. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, um, we do tend to sign players who do well against us. So Moises Casado, you never yeah, know. Me, well, in the week, my dad was giving me, ah, oh, yeah, we should just unsettle and put a fifty million pound bid in just before the game. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's actually Julian Ward. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go. I'll go one one. 
Wolves. Pens. One one. Does that mean it goes to extra time? And pens. I'm going to get in. We only count the ninety. We only count the ninety minutes. Oh, do we? Oh, Oh, definitely one one. Yes, yes, yes. You want it to go to extra time? I don't want it to go to extra time. Who's scoring the one? Um, Gakpo. Fuck it. I'm. I'm gonna. Gakpo. Nunes. I'm gonna gonna have faith in the big lanky bastard. 120 uh, minutes. Blaine? Yeah, 120 minutes, Blaine, and then I've got to get off for work at five. <laughs> I'm going to go um, 2 0 to Wolves, uh, and I will go with the goal scorer. 2 0 to Wolves? <laughs> that does mean you have to pick a Wolves goal scorer. I will go with the goal scorer to be Cunha. Mateus Cunha. I'm going to say Liverpool will win 2 1, and I'm going with Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. No chance. Gakpo won't play. You don't think Gakpo will play? No, because he'll play 90 against Brighton because he'll be dog shit. You think he'll play against Brighton? Yeah. Who else is going to play? Where, where is Firmino? I thought Firmino would be back for Brentford. don't know. I think he's anyway, back. We're not beating Wolves, lads. No, I think we will. I think the FA Cup's all we've got. We might need the FA Cup to qualify for the Europa League. But then we've got Brighton away again if we get through that. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, we do like to be beside the seaside. I don't. Don't we play Wolves again this month as well? Yeah. Yeah. Do you go away to Wolves? It's one long joke, isn't it, this month? <laughs> <laughs> a joke we didn't actually need to take part of <laughs> if we could actually win a game of football. The whole season's just a joke. Like, <laughs> it's just. I can't wait for it to end. I just cannot wait for the season to end. And we're in the start of January. Oh. Okay, What's really sad is that um, I think Blaine's winning the pod. Hey! Are you messing? Are you taking a piss? Blaine's on eight. We, we came back at West Ham, didn't we? Yeah. I'm on... Oh, no, I'm winning. Sorry. Oh. I'm on I'm on nine, Blaine's on eight, Dave's on uh, Dave's on six. I've been shit this year. And Shane <laughs> is on one. Yeah, we haven't really been including Shane. We really need to ask him in the chat. Ask him in yeah. the chat, Josh, before I forget. I will. <laughs> I will. Uh right, no worries. Um well, yeah, we've probably bent people's ears for long enough. Um yeah, we'll be back next week. Probably what Wednesday, Thursday-ish. Yeah, after the Wolves game. Th- Thursday's good for me. Pod admin. Yeah, pod admin. Um, yeah, no worries. Thanks for listening as ever. And um, yeah, hopefully see you on the other side with a positive result against. But hopefully I'm wrong this weekend and Blaine drunk. Well, looking at the predict, look at the predictions, Dave. You probably are going to be wrong. So. I mean, 2 0 two Wolves, fucking hell. That's the most negative prediction. I think we've ever had on the podcast. I'd, I'd rather get beat 2 0 than sit for 120 minutes. Oh, I thought you were saying it'd be 0 0 after 90 minutes and we lose 2 0 extra time when you kept saying no, you know, no, 120 no, no. minutes on a Tuesday night. I thought, Bloody hell. I'm actually quite scared of the fact that we might have to play 120 minutes. Yeah, so am I. I don't like us watching. And then Brighton away.
Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a bit of a grim week. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you next week.